Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press. After the final score, I'm John Seppi, joined by Mike Loss. After Iowa's 12-10 loss to Minnesota, the, a lot of the talk obviously is around that call after the review of a invalid fair catch. But, Mike, even if you take the fair catch kind of out of the equation, you're not going to win games with 12 total yards in the second half, and that's what we saw here today. Okay, <clears throat> but I'm not going to start that way. I'm going to say I couldn't believe they made that call. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked. Uh, like, you know, the review was for whether or not the gene went out of bounds, and uh, when we watched the replay, it's like, no, he Really, I don't think this is, was going to be a, a question. He did not. I didn't think so during the return the first time, and the replay validated that. Uh, so I'm thinking I was ahead 16 to 12 with a minute and a half left and is, you know, 95% sure of winning this game. But then they made the announcement about what you just said. I couldn't believe it. Uh, after, again, looking at the replay, I'm not saying that he's not guilty of an infraction of the rule. I, mm-hmm. I read and reread and reread and reread the rule in the NCAA rule book. I don't know. Uh, I looked and looked and looked at, at what DeGene did. Is that a violation? I don't know. Ferentz says it isn't. I think it, you know, the officials, the head officials said it is. But you don't make that call. You don't make that call. It never gets made uh, for what DeGene did. I mean, we've all seen guys wave their left hand above their heads before the ball, they catch the ball, and then, oh, you know, then they catch it and take off, and it's like, you can't do that. But uh, what DeGene did, it's like you, you wouldn't, it would never have entered your mind that they were going to call that. And I'm not putting the officials on blast. I'm just shocked. That's yeah. all. And, and I, I fully understand why the Hawkeye team and their fan base can't accept this because it's, it's crazy. But the officials and the replay officials in Pittsburgh, whoever, wherever, how many of them there are, they saw that. And what made, it, what made that come to their attention? I don't know. Did, did P.J. Fleck? Suggested to him, I think that's a conspiracy theory, but but who knows? I mean, Fleck, if Fleck will try anything to win, you can't blame him. So uh, that was that was bizarre. But then getting to your point, Iowa still has the football. They're at the 46-yard line, a minute and a half to go, a minute 33. And you have to get about 35 yards to have a reasonable shot at a field goal. They, they run three plays, sack. Incompletion, interception, game over, offense stunk. The offense in the second half was absolutely horrible. Just worse, I mean, than than we've seen from Iowa this year, which is saying something. 12 yards and a half of football? A major college football team? You don't expect that from anybody anywhere at any level. So that'll get you beat. And then on top of that with three turnovers, uh, you've given yourself... A heck of a disadvantage, and if you're going to lay this at the feet of the officials, fine, but they had 127 yards and 10 points. They've been playing with such a thin margin for error, where 
you just don't have that ability to withstand a call not going your way and inexplicably not going your way. When you look at kind of letter of the law, as you were saying, okay, violation, but it just doesn't get called. But back to the kind of point at hand, when you're playing with this little offense, they're able to win these previous three games because, well, really, especially the Wisconsin game, and I'd say especially the Michigan State game, because everything else was going right. And we saw what happens when you don't have that margin for error because you just don't have any offense. Yeah, well, the, well, the thing about last week is last week they only had 238 yards, and that usually doesn't. I mean, that's substandard by, me, by college football. But they had 200 of those rushing, and they had zero turnovers. Yeah. So... You're chewing clock, and and you are, you know, inflicting your will. That's one thing. But this thing today was dreadful, and we've seen we've seen plenty of dreadful, but this was dreadful to the nth degree. Uh, and then, but Ferentz and I asked him about it um, if he's giving his defense and special teams a chance to win, given how well they play on a week to week basis. And he said, we need more points, we need more yards, which is stating the obvious, but at least he said it. However, he said, if we don't turn the ball over today, we win. And that's right. Yeah. That is right. But you got to have a better, a bigger standard than that. You know, you, you can't just hope to go three and out without turning the ball over and then punt it and hold the other team. And that's your football that's that's uh, it's what you just said. It's the the thing's a house of cards. When when uh, when you don't uh, make the big mistake or the defense doesn't give up the one big play, uh, okay, you can get away with it. But there are going. I mean, that's unrealistic to to go through a whole football season without turnovers. Yeah. They yeah. happen. That's football. They do happen, and, and they also happen at offenses that aren't very good. And you've got you. I mean, look, they're two thirds of the way through the season. Eight games are over. Four to go. Realistically, is it going to get better? I mean, I don't know. Uh, incrementally, sure, but you don't have an all-conference quarterback. You don't have all-conference offensive linemen. You don't have all-conference receivers. They they've had injuries that took out three of their foremost offensive players, but you're you're a major college football program, and you're supposed to have other people who can get the job done, and uh, they're not. And I think a big thing with the running game and with this offensive line is when you have virtually no threat on the outside, where there were a few plays where there were multiple receivers open. And when you just have no threat there whatsoever, teams can cheat more on the run. And Minnesota, I'm sure, looked at that tape against Wisconsin, and they knew exactly what Iowa was going to do. And no surprise when that happens, you have numbers like 28 carries for... They had four-tenths of a yard per rush. Yeah, I'm looking at these numbers, and it's like, wait a second, I'm having to look at this wrong, but no. Yeah. Four-tenths of a yard per carry. Yeah, that's pitiful. Yeah. Uh, They got sacked four times. That's no good, of course. Uh, I mean, your punter gives you every chance he can. Again, 
Your defense didn't allow a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You should never lose a football game when your defense keeps your opponent out of the end zone. You yeah. just shouldn't. And it happened last year at Illinois also. 9-6 to six, they lost. Uh, if you're an Iowa defender or the punter or the long snapper or the holder, what are you thinking tonight? I mean, yeah, you're mad as hell about the officiating. But also... You only needed 13 points at home against a team that gave up 52 to Michigan in its previous game. So I'll I'll sum it up again. I thought the the fair catch call was was strange, and I couldn't believe it and still can't and probably never will. But Iowa didn't deserve to win. No. All these numbers that we're mentioning is not winning football. You're not going to win many games when your quarterback goes 10 of 28 with three turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like You're just not going to have that. And Nine first downs. I mean, we can you can just go down the list of offensive stats. None of it's good. No. And the thing, too, is usually we get to hear from the coordinators during the bye week that has been Iowa standard practice. But the decision was made that the coordinators will not be speaking on Wednesday. Instead, it will be players who have Tuesday class conflicts. Mm. And I think it puts players in a tough position when they're the ones having to answer for these things rather than yeah. the coordinators. Yeah, that's, that's bogus. Namely, Brian Ferentz, who we haven't heard from since media day. And mm. what level of accountability is there when you can just not answer questions. Yeah, they're averaging 19.5 points now. They're not going to get to that 25 a game. I mean, no. you'd have to, unless you know you believe in the tooth fairy, that's not happening. <laughs> and uh, But, but you know, he's still the, I mean, he's still making in the ballpark of a million bucks a year to coordinate an offense, no matter what the injury situation is. And uh, the players that they're putting out there are all players that they brought into this program. So I, I'm, I hear what you're saying, and I agree. It's kind of feeble to not have the coordinators speak uh, at the time in which they have spoken the last several years. And Iowa certainly, I think, kind of to wrap this up, I think they have a little bit of soul-searching to do after this loss. Yeah, I mean, 6-2, and two, okay? 6-2 and two is a record a lot of teams would love to have. Yeah. Is it a six and two that's going to get them anywhere? Is it going to go from six and two to nine and three or ten and two? I, th- I think there are, li- and they play four teams that I would classify as meh. Yeah, they're not I, great. I don't, I don't discount Rutgers. I, I'm not going to discount Nebraska. I won't discount Northwestern or Illinois. But there's not a there's not a a ranked team in the bunch. There's not a team that's got a sniff of the rankings in that bunch. No, how many bull eligible teams are even in that bunch? Well, Rutgers. Yeah, you know, but they still have to play the, the the big boys of of their division. But but you can't rule out. You can't assume they're that I was going to win any of its final four games. Uh, and I'm certainly not saying they're going to lose all four. That's no. I think that would be ridiculous. But 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 there's nobody you can point to and say that's a W. Mm-hmm. They got to go get it. Uh, so six and two doesn't mean anything to me now. It's what does six and two turn into? Well, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we will talk Hawks later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.